Welcome to Rick Radio Community News Desk, episode 28. I'm Mick Handy. Well, joining me today is uh, Emer Simmons, uh, and uh, Emer's the Community Services Programme uh, Manager and After Schools uh, Manager here at uh, Rick Radio, and also Sophie Gregg, who was a participant. And they were on the Erasmus Plus Youth Exchange, uh, which happened recently uh, between uh, people here in Rick Radio and uh, people over in, in Greece. So, uh, Emer, Sophie, welcome to the podcast once again. And uh, you look tanned, uh, although it was, what, June, the end of June, July, Emer, when you, when you went away to, to Greece. Can you just outline how that came about? Yeah, so I suppose we've been involved in Erasmus Plus for a few years, but this is one of the first youth exchanges. We did a piece just before we went, me and Sophie, so this is like a follow-up kind of after it happened. Um, so we travelled to Florina in Greece in June. We have a partner over there. They're called Active Youth, so they'd be a youth organisation over there. And um, we partner with them. So they hosted us in June, and then we hosted them just last week. They're only gone home this morning. And then the team of the exchange was around building pillars for inclusion. So we did kind of lots of stuff around inclusion workshops as well as team building. And then it's great for young people to experience the new culture and meet new friends and like develop like the experience of travelling as well. Um, so yeah that's kind of how it came about we apply for the funding and then they host us and we host them and you kind of get 50% each and how how did you end up partnering with them is it do you, do you, are you given people that you can partner with or did you just find them yourself so it was actually Darren the project leader so he had the connection from his previous youth service he had worked with this partner before so he knew it was a good partner that we could work with because it is it can be difficult you can look online to try and find partners or through seminars and trainings you kind of would meet like um there'd be lots of uh trainings for youth workers and through them you would meet international youth workers and that's how you kind of develop your partnerships Brilliant. And line up, make sure that you have a good organisation because it can be difficult. We were lucky like that. They were a kind of a good organisation on the same level as us. So we just matched them up with the same group of young people, which was 17 to 20 year olds. And of course, this is all part of Ricky's youth service yeah. here within the community centre yeah. uh, as well. But uh, for preparations heading off, how did you select the people to go or did people just... Uh, apply themselves to go or yeah so people applied but we kind of handpicked more or less young people who've been in the youth service for years like the likes of Sophie here and like young people who have been in Ricky's since the age of 10 like or, and in the mm. community centre before talk about the Wednesday club the after school and they've kind of grown up through the youth service so especially for the first one we wanted to reward them and we knew they were trustworthy young people that would represent us very well which they did and of course, there was twelve participants went, yeah. and three youth leaders was three. Yeah, myself, three, Darren, and Alison. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, as well. Sophie, for you, great to go. I know you were in with us before, telling us about Sweden. I think it was four yeah. years ago, but you were off again, and you're that bit older. And um, how did you find the the whole experience? Yeah, like it was experience really of a lifetime. Like it was so good that we could go when we got the opportunity to go. And I just, I always say, like, we'll never get another experience like it. Like, it was just so different to what we were used to, even in Florina. Like, it's so different to, like, Ring's End. It's so smaller, like, so much smaller. And, but it just, oh, it was so good. And the group of people we had that went, like, you wouldn't get the same again. 
Brilliant, yeah. I saw you all here with your cases that morning, getting ready to, to head off. And I think you kind of had a, a bit of a journey before you, you got to Greece. Just like, tell us a little bit about that, because at the moment we, we're hearing the airports and all the problems with them, and uh, maybe they've receded a little bit. But at the time, there was a lot of that. So was it, a, was it a tough journey getting there? Yeah, it was long. Like, Dublin Airport was perfect. We yeah. got through Dublin Airport in, like... On the dubs. 20 minutes. <laughs> and I don't think there's any flight delays in no, Dublin. We but we had a stopover in London, and I think the stopover on the way over was only supposed to be, like, three hours or something around that, and it ended up being delayed and delayed and delayed when we were standing at the gate waiting to board. Um, so I think it ended up adding an extra couple of the hours. The flight was nearly not going. Yeah. They had no staff. Like They had to get, um, was it, uh, cabin crew off other flights? Off other flights yeah. to come on. Yeah. Thank God it wasn't cancelled, yeah. but it was just, yeah. wasn't ideal. So then we got to Saloniki about 1am and then had to do a three-hour drive to Florina. So we didn't actually arrive in our hotel till about four. But an experience all the same, was it? Yeah, yeah. It's a you're young, and you're, you're able to get over these things. Not like me these days, but uh, so what? When you got there, what was it in the middle of nowhere? Was it a city? Is it? Just, yeah. Yeah, it's like a city. Yeah, it's, like a kind of a big town, I suppose, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And it's in the mountains. Like we were, it's near the border of Macedonia, really. Yeah. yeah. Like so, it was up the top of Greece. Um, or the bottom, I'm not sure which way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and arriving there at, 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 at 4 a.m. in the morning, kind of, were, were, were there people waiting for you? Yeah, no, they collected us at the airport. Incredible. They, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They had um, two buses collecting us. And the hotel was lovely. The like hotel it, was, yeah, so it was nice that we were able to go into nice accommodation and chill. Um, and then I suppose one of the differences was with the Greeks is they have a siesta every day. Yeah. So like the days were kind of longer, like everything, especially for them here, like they would go into town, say like nine o'clock at night and expect shops and I'll still be open because it's different. They shut up. It was like, was it one to three or something? So warm. And the place shut up every yeah. shop, like shuts up. Do you know what I mean? And people go um, home for a rest or just chill out. So it was nice for us as well yeah. to kind of get used to that. And then coming yeah. home, I was like, where's my siesta? <laughs> I think they struggled without it. Yeah, they struggled without it here. Because it was all go, go, go. In Dublin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We come over to that. Yeah, yeah, Georgia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, with it. So, yeah, it's a different culture. Yeah. You mentioned inclusion. Yeah. So, give us a tip. We're probably there for a week. Yeah. So, what was a typical day day like? Uh, you know, with regards yeah. to that. Yeah. So, in Florina, like they, we had to do some workshops around building pillars for inclusion. So, maybe two or three of the days out of the five kind of we were actually in Florina we would do workshops and there would be like they would do games and like there was a lot of like basically in the first couple of days it was a lot about like learning about each other because obviously we didn't know each other and then we would do kind of games and make a lot of posters about building pillars for inclusion and you would team up with other Greeks and other Irish people Mm. so it's kind of more of an international team and that's what we would do kind of in the first half of the day and then we would have the siesta what Emer was talking about and we'd come back for two hours and do some more either like workshops or we would do an activity like we've done like a treasure hunt when we were over there or we'd done just loads of kind of different activities. Yeah, like challenges and yeah. team, yeah, team yeah. building challenges and then like a bit of work as well. Yeah, and yeah. then we kind of would go home and get ready for dinner and then go out for dinner. 
the nice part of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. And you mentioned the night dive as well. And it is great, I suppose, in the evening time when the shops and all yeah. that are, are open yeah. around. It is a different culture. So for your experience of that, what was that side of it like? It was nice to walk around like the town at my time because it was lovely weather. So the night time was like beautiful. But to be fair, like the shops that were kind of open, they were kind of more knickknacky shops than mm. like... Touristy. Yeah. 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 Then what... Like, you wouldn't be kind of going and buying a new wardrobe in, do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but it was nice to just be able to walk around and see it. And kind of, if you want to go in, you can go in. They had, like, a nice little river you could go down. Yeah. Or a canal more. Yeah. <laughs> that you could go down and see in the night time. So. so, obviously, the difference, too, is the weather. The weather is, is warm. You're in yeah. Greece. It's very, very warm. Yeah. As you said, you have to have the siestas for the, during the day. It's it's too warm. Is it, is it something for you... Um, so if you thought you would is it a country you would like to live in I don't know whether I could live in it but <laughs> that's just because of the weather like I'm not a hot, I get bored very easily so but I would definitely I would go back for a couple of months yeah I'd, I loved it I would go back and has it given you the bug like you've been to you've, you've been to Sweden you've been yeah. to Greece has it given you the bug maybe to, to travel yeah yeah definitely 100% just kind of get out and see more of the world because it's nice to experience different cultures it kind of opened your eyes to how other people live and like their style of living is completely different to what we would live like. And part of the exchange, of course, Emer, is the fact that the Greek people come here yeah. and they've just only gone back yeah. and they were here all last week and uh, they were obviously doing activities as well. And of course, part of the, the agreement is that the people who travel from, from uh, the centre here have to be available for degree people when they yeah. come here. So what were they doing during the week this week? So it was more or less Sim- the same. Yeah. yeah, so we had a couple of days mm. in the centre here um, doing workshops and building posters, kind of, you know, delving really into the team of inclusion and exploring it and making sure, like, young people understood it. And a lot of them, like, the group that we were dealing with are 17 to 20-year-olds who a lot volunteer, like the likes of Sophie and her sister. And some of the other ones, they volunteer with us on the summer projects and stuff. So, you know, they're actually training more or less to be youth leaders. and Like, they are technically. So it's great to see them and how they can apply that to their practice as volunteers and how they see inclusion. Um, so it was really good to delve into that. Like, just, you know, it's not something you kind of think about every day and then comparing like inclusion in Greece compared to inclusion in Ireland and like how we fare like and we looked at like policies and you know different kind of things just comparing so it was really interesting Um, it can be intense but then you have your kind of chill days so for example yesterday we did a visit to Western Airport and they were out in Hoth in the morning then we had another day we went to Tato Park so it's kind of you mix it up you have your Mm -hmm. educational stuff and then you have your team building and your um, recreational activities as well Brilliant. And what were they like for on the opposite side, Sophie, that you're here on your home patch kind of thing and uh, you're playing host to the, the people from Greece? Yeah, like it, it was like we really enjoyed it. Now, I wasn't there the weekend, like because well, when you're at home, you have other responsibilities as well. Like as much as the youth exchange is number one, you have life as well. Yeah, yeah. So the days I was here, we kind of just done the workshop and then Tato Park I got to be here for the good stuff Tato Park <laughs> and the airport so we had great fun each day it was like and it was nice seeing them experience it because they might I know some of them were saying they haven't been to like a team park so it was like nice to see them get to experience that yeah yeah Tato Park good yeah with the ball <laughs> 
<laughs> so they've gone back. Will you keep in touch? Ah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, we made some close connections, so we'll all keep in touch. Hopefully, and hopefully see them again. And as you say, if you want to go to Greece again, that's that's all we call them. Where to go? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, with it, but I, I suppose even a lot of preparation goes into this. It just doesn't happen. Um, yeah. You know, in an instance, so what kind of preparations were, were, were put in place kind of thing for it? Well, I suppose the main thing is developing the programme plan. So as part of um, the programme, there's an APV, which is an advanced planning visit. So Darren would have went over previously, went over in, I think, May. So he would have went over and met with their leader and they would have developed the programme plan. Mm. Um, and then he would have come back and fit, fed it back to us then. And That's a great job that fellow has. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so that's all part of it you know you get your funding to do that as well and then I think it worked well because as I said Darren knew the partner and knew how yeah, they work yeah. so it was a little bit easier rather than a totally new partner and you're kind of trying to find out how they work because obviously a lot of different they would have different styles like for example there's they're all volunteers they're not paid the youth workers over mm-hmm. there and it wouldn't be like it's professional over here so it's kind of you know they've different attitudes in certain aspects do you know what i mean and um, so that can be a challenge but as i said they're really good partners and is that something maybe that they can bring in their country the fact that you know youth leaders are paid in ireland that maybe you know it might be something they can put forward to their government or whatever yeah, kind of thing it's just as very well. difficult the way the funding is very few yeah. countries like i think the kind of the countries like Norway, Sweden, um, Denmark, Finland, they're all very progressive in youth work. Mm. But then the likes of Italy and Spain and uh, Greece now be highly um highly reliant on volunteers. Um, but saying that they're a very active, very active group, active youth there in Florina um, and they've great volunteers like the guy we met over there um was a teacher so he was volunteering for the summer then this guy that came with us Costas he works in like customs or something but he's very mm. political so he kind of gives his time back and he's like the um, kind of director of their organisation but like that it's a voluntary role like he wouldn't be paid for that you know what I mean yeah yeah so it's it's very different um, but it's like they're a good partner do you know what I mean they still have the same values and they would understand um, so yeah no it can be a challenge and you have to put in the work and like with the group I mean like that it was a group that they all knew each other there was one or two that didn't but we did team building before like and they came in prior to going like you know to kind of make sure that everyone understood what the exchange was about you know what I mean that it wasn't just a holiday as we, we slagged them like you know what I mean you're yeah, not going on a holiday yeah, now yeah, you know yeah. there is actually there is actually substantial <laughs> piece of work to be done and um, so yeah that's all part of the preparation do you know what I mean and the application itself is quite tough like that takes a while to get going the application for funding so that's all done behind the scenes you know what I mean yeah, as well yeah. um, so yeah and so I suppose, Sophie, for you, that little bit of work that you have to do, you didn't mind that at all? No, because you get you get the big prize at the end, so <laughs> we get to go. Um, there, like, the work that we put in at the start, I suppose, what Ema was saying, we kind of were mixing and, like, we would go down and just talk about what, like, was expected from us and that kind of thing. And we're all kind of, like, old enough and mature enough in the club to understand, like, the group that went mm. to understand kind of what was expected of us so when we were talking we were kind of like ah oh, yeah like we know <laughs> so that it, it was so easy so the work it didn't matter really well that work matters <laughs> <laughs> so you're 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 probably a veteran of these now haven't been in sweden and, and in in greece yeah. as well would you be passing do you have to pass the baton on now to a younger group because yes, just talk i've heard talk of finland or italy be mentioned as well so maybe the next group could be going there and I'm sure 
there would be excitement within the group yeah. as well yeah. Yeah. Uh, for people to go. And it's great go. for the community, like, as in when the younger people, the 14, 15-year-olds, are seeing, oh, wow, like, they're going that's, on a trip to That's Greece. what I mean, yeah, yeah. So it's an incentive for them to keep involved in Ricky's and yeah. then, you know, hopefully they'll have opportunities like this, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and talking about that, for anyone, any young people that are out there, can they join up in Ricky's? Yeah, yeah, yeah Ricky's yeah. is always open if you just contact um, the Ricky's Instagram, Facebook, um, or give us a call. You can call us at the centre or you can call Ricky's themselves and there's always lots of programmes and lots of drop-in sessions and plenty of opportunities like this down the cards as well. So, Brilliant, brilliant. Um, you're ready to travel anyway, Sophie, yeah? I'm ready to go, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Flight's packed. Oh, bags packed. <laughs> brilliant. Well, listen, thanks a lot for coming in today to tell thanks, us Nick. the story as well. I know, Emma, you're going to stay with us uh, because we're going to be talking about the, the summer camps as well. Sophie, for you... Great time and, and look forward to the travels in the future Very and uh, all the people uh, going on this uh, Erasmus Plus Youth Exchange in the future that they've a, a good old time. Yeah. You're listening to Rick Radio Community News Desk Podcast. With me uh, is uh, Emer Simmons. Uh, Emer is the Community Services and After Schools uh, Manager and we've just been talking about the Erasmus Youth Exchange uh, there. Sophie unfortunately has had to leave us uh, but uh, I'm just going to move on Emer. Uh, some our camps have just finished yeah. and um, I know here early in the morning I can hear all the children outside before they go off in their activities and there seems to be loads of them there was on it. So tell us a little bit about that. It was broken into two, it, it, over two weeks, but broken into two separate yeah. weeks. Incredible, I'd say. Yeah, so every year here at RICC, it's one of our biggest programs we do throughout the year will be the summer project and we do two weeks and then we have a break and then we do another two weeks so four weeks all together but it would be two camps each is two weeks and uh, on each camp we catered for 110 children so 220 children all together and um, experienced the camp and then we're like we're heavily reliant on volunteers as well the volunteers are amazing here at RCC. we're really blessed with the amazing volunteers we have and the staff as well of course so I suppose the summer project I mean we'd be getting phone calls in like January, February and when's the summer project like because it's exciting around the community people love it you know what I mean it's quite unique it's one of the biggest and largest summer projects in Dublin and mm. um, you know what I mean we're lucky that we can cater for so much children and then the activities like I mean every day typically we meet here at half nine and we leave the centre every single day so everything's out and um, so we go to the likes of the parks like kind of chill ones we have like Malahide Castle and then um, we'd have the bigger trips then which like if you didn't have them children probably wouldn't go on the summer project the likes yeah. of Clara Lara the children just love Clara Lara it's brilliant and then um, the other one is Kiora Farm in Wexford so we go down there as well that's great for the kids as well um, and then this year we decided to go to Tato Park we never went for I was kind of pricing it it is quite expensive Tato Park but we kind of weighed it up this year with the budget that we had and said we'd trial it and it was brilliant the children loved it and um, so, yeah, that was great. They're in kind of long days. So they'd be going till five o'clock. Every other day we'd be back at two. And then also we have the Aquatic Centre. We have Dublin Zoo. So the timetable is amazing, do you know what I mean? Mm. And I think it's very valuable to the children to just keep them out and about. And it's great that some of the older young people, like you think, like we, it starts from five-year-olds to 12-year-olds. Yeah. But we have more than 12. Like they keep saying, can we do it? Can we do it? And there's a huge attraction for junior leaders as well, which have been brilliant this year. So we had like 15 plus, 15 to maybe 17-year-olds who were actually junior leading. 
and some of them are so competent like they'd actually do the adults out of a job like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like they're brilliant so we really were they were an, a really good asset to us and we probably couldn't have run it without them do you know what I mean and um, helping with the younger ones particularly like some of the children are only five so they need extra attention do you know what I mean and absolutely yeah, making yeah. sure that they're okay especially kind of in the likes of Clara Lara where there is water it's like Sotato Park where you're kind of wandering around so yeah they were brilliant and like that then they're all involved in the youth service so hopefully we're going to do something for them they have to reward them the junior leaders as well because they're really a support to the adults you know yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, you probably can see future leaders as well oh, within them that, that that's something maybe they yeah. want to do in yeah. in, in, in school or, or later exactly, in the, in yeah. the, and it's really good for them that. in general for their like their personal and social development you know what I mean and being like because we have meetings with the junior leaders before and it's like look you are here to have fun but at the same time you are here to kind of help with the younger kids mm. and you know we're delegating little jobs to them little roles and encouraging them so it's, it was really positive this year I think in particular um, and great experience so like that yeah we really want to award the junior leaders and the volunteers like we have adult volunteers as well which are amazing um, and like we're part of a team do you know what I mean like mm. it went really smoothly this year we were very lucky you know but any little accidents or anything do you know what I mean we deal with it as a team do you know what I mean and we have a really strong team so I was like very proud of the team that we got through it all and there was no hiccups and the pe- feedback from the community has been overwhelmingly positive like parents around this is amazing thanks so much my children had a ball and that's what we thrive off do you know what yeah, I mean is yeah. that you know for these children it's great and um, and then their parents, because some of them are like, God, it's great. What am I going to do for the whole summer to entertain them? So at least they know I have two weeks boxed off where they're going to be entertained all day by the summer project, you know? Completely. And I suppose the weather as well is very important. We were uh, blessed this the year. The weather was, was good. It was good this year as well. Yeah, we were very blessed the weather um, because it kind of does, especially for the likes of the parks, you're like, oh God, if it's going to rain. Yeah, you yeah. You know, you kind of have to think because like, it's very hard to have a backup plan. Do you know what I mean? And so it's kind of like, we'll just go and it's like, bring your raincoat. But we were blessed. I mean, the first week was during the heat wave, you know, so it's more making sure the kids have sun cream and all, you know, so that was, we were blessed. And we have been lucky, like, I think over the last few years, we've rarely got one or two days, you know what I mean? Um, And then the final day, we do a sports day in the park. So we collaborate with our sports development officer, Maz. I think she was in here. Maz was in, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Maz is brilliant. So she gets coaches in for us. Um to do like cricket, uh, tag rugby and frisbee so the children get to experience that and then we have a barbecue and we also um, brilliant promotions as well so they do face painting and a magic show so it's like a family fun day so that's just be good as well um, and can children do the, the four weeks or do you break it into um, just two and two because of the demand we just yeah. didn't know I mean we, we had a wait list unfortunately we couldn't even cater for all the kids yeah. especially for the I couldn't camp. believe it because I'm new to, to the centre I suppose this year and seeing the queue that was there one morning for people at eight <laughs> o'clock uh, to, to enroll in it to register in it it was incredible kind of thing yeah. and it was probably one of the busier t- yeah. a really busy day but he, he, as you say but then it, it, that gives a chance for every child maybe uh, to go on the, on, on the camps yeah you know? definitely and obviously the more volunteers we have parents like looking to volunteer but sometimes it's too late because obviously there is a guard of vetting process mm. and child protection all that has to be done for our volunteers so 
like it is kind of annoying some ch- parents would approach us like say the week before oh I'd love to go which mm. is and it's like you know you can't there is regulations and yeah. rules so you know if there is any people listening that want to volunteer absolutely like, yeah I would be saying approach us in like February March and we'll get the ball rolling get your garden vetted because it's great I think it's really good having parents involved yeah you know yeah, what I mean especially yeah. some parents like I'm nervous but come here you just say yeah neighbor, do you know, you know what I mean because we yeah. can't unfortunately take it and I know some parents are like you can meet us there but you can't be officially with us because you know you're not guarded vetted exactly yeah especially yeah. for the buses and stuff so um, and like obviously to our funders you know we have to be um, making sure that we're meeting all the regulations with our funders but yeah no we're always looking for volunteers and it's great they're like the 19 20 year olds are brilliant like Sophie and Natasha if you had more resources maybe is it something that you could maybe have over a, a third week maybe or a third kind of no oh, or is that I stretching it I'd say it's I'd say it's hard work kind of because as you say it it's, is we do it's be very constant it's, and yeah. the children look like they're lively and yeah. on the go yeah no ideally like we could run all summer but we just <laughs> wouldn't have the capacity and yeah. we wouldn't expect staff and volunteers it's very tiring and it's very intense so I think the way we have it is you have your two weeks and then we have a week break and then we go for two weeks again brilliant um, yeah yeah ideally Nick you could do it all summer long but <laughs> yeah, you have no yeah. staff or volunteers you know what I mean you have to reward them exactly you know I mean, yeah, well. yeah and tell me if we're coming up now we're coming into I suppose schools are going to go back and unfortunately we're coming into winter time and all that is is there any any programs in place for, for, for children during this period? So, well, our After School and Breakfast Club reopen on the 5th of September. And um, then we'll probably have stuff leading up to Halloween. Mm. We haven't kind of had a plan yet, but I'm sure there'll be something. Um, I'll probably touch base to you again about that, um, about Halloween. And then obviously Ricky's is open then for the 10 plus year olds as well. Um, but the centre itself, there's lots of programmes running here, like Irish Dancing, the NAPAS, NPAS. Um, like the rock school with Dylan there's plenty do you know what I mean for yeah, children yeah, to get involved in and like that they're all kind of starting back up now in September um, so yeah if you're mm. looking for anything for children just hit us a message and we can see what needs they are and we'll fit them in we've connections with all like the kind of local groups in the area anyway do you know what I mean um, but in terms of our own here it would be like the after school the breakfast club and um, Ricky's Brilliant, brilliant. And I suppose, Emma, for yourself, did you get arrested all? Because it seems I'm going to be, it, it seems to be constant, <laughs> all right, yeah, over the last, but uh, it's obviously something that you enjoy very much. Yeah, no, look, it's, you know, there's an old phrase, it's like, choose a job you love you'll never work a day in your life and some mm. days I feel like that in here it's brilliant obviously there's tough days days I want to pull my hair out and all but the reward when you get to do things like the summer project I love the buzz of it you go out and some people might be scary a hundred kids like waiting for you but I just love it and I think it's great buzz and then I kind of thrive off the positive feedback do you know what I mean I think it's really nice that you're like I'm not just doing this for nothing do you know what I mean I'm doing this because like the community need it the children need it parents need it so um, it's all like to me I want to focus on the positive because there is so much negativity out there and we True, just want to forget yeah, about it yeah. and move on and focus on the positive things and like I mean the centre instills in promoting positive things for mm. children and for the community and uh, yeah I mean look it's been a very positive summer for us and all the stuff that we've done and you know so hopefully we'll go into the next term as well and we'll be doing stuff for Halloween and Christmas and then we, it's like a cycle again a cycle then, and then we're know? off again then as you say yeah, yeah yeah away you go well yeah. Eamon thanks a lot for coming into us and telling us all about the trip to Greece and the Greece 
people, Greeks coming here, and also the summer camp. We yeah. wish you and uh, all the people that were involved in it the best of luck, uh, and that you get a bit of a rest before uh, winter approaches. Yeah. And we look forward again to, to next year. I'm sure yeah. everyone is ready for the the box. Yeah. Uh, for anyone who wants to get in touch, what's the best way about it? Just get in touch with the centre. Yes, yeah, give the centre a call or an email or um, through social media as well. Someone will reply to you on Facebook or Instagram as well. Yeah. Okay, my thanks to Emer Simmons and before that to Sophie Gregg and uh, what an experience it was for the young people uh, of Ringsend Orange Town to travel over to Greece and then also to host uh, the Greek youths over here uh, in the local centre. Uh, brilliant day and well done to Emer and all the team for that. But before uh, we go I'd like to mention that the Morton Academy uh, School of Irish Dancing are enrolling now. They'll be resuming classes on Tuesday the 6th of September between 5 and 6.30. They're looking for boys and girls are welcome to join uh, the group. Uh, the class is based on fun, interaction with other children, all while learning how to dance. And they have a fantastic class, so come and join if you're interested. Uh, contact Joan Redmond at the Martin Academy. Her number is 086-609-7687. Or you can send an email to joanredmond at hotmail.com. And we're hoping to speak to Joan uh, in the coming episodes uh, all about that as well. But I'm afraid that's all we have for you on the Community News Desk this week. If you have any events uh, you would like us to promote, or even if you just want to get in touch with us, please send an email to rickradio2020 at gmail.com. That's R-I-C-C radio 2020 at gmail.com. My thanks as ever to Dylan on sound and editing. We'll be back next Monday with more community news. From me, McCanley, have a great week.